to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Mosquito Headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the Art of Fighting BS podcast. Brain chips in the trick. Chocolate lines up planetarily. Evolution does not necessarily reward intelligence. You are fake news. Come on, man. Science is interesting. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. Let's do this. history always repeats itself and people act shocked when it does so uh specifically if you looked at the spanish flu pandemic and if you remember when covid first hit everyone was like oh well the, when it hits it's gonna be bad and some people are gonna die and then we're gonna have to flatten the curve and then it's gonna get better in the summer but the second peak is or the second wave is always way worse and that's in the fall yeah. now we pretended to have a second wave in the summer but that really wasn't. Uh, people call this a third wave just because they want to count extra. But but the fact of the matter is, is as everyone said, in the fall and into the winter, it's going to get bad because a there's no UV radiation as much or as much UV radiation radiation to kill the virus. It's drier, it's colder air, so it spreads easier. And then everyone's indoor. Yeah. And then there's the holidays. And Never. so because of all those glorious things, uh, you get a giant boom in the pandemic. And so here we go. And now we're at, you know, record cases every day and record deaths every day. And we'll be sitting here for a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I don't know if you saw that article from Texas monthly that I, I posted about the wedding photographer found out. Oh, I, I, I skimmed that. Yeah. yeah that, that was, that was beautiful. the groom had COVID, you know, got upset that the photographer was just like, Oh no, it's not a big. Oh, then everyone gets fatigued. Right. So you, you. You, you get everyone on board, marching in a direction for a little bit, give, making all these sacrifices. Even if you don't get everyone, you get this general movement for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and then people are done with it, and then they're in the summer, and it's better, and then you're asking them to go back to that, but even worse again in the fall during the holidays, and people just don't do it. I mean, I mean like, this, it's, it's, it's textbook, and it's just a mess. Yeah, there's so, going to be a lot yeah, of here we are. Social psychology. I mean, there are, yeah. but they're making. Well, so my guess is at a year, we're going to be closer to 600 than 500,000 deaths. Lovely. So year being, let's say, March, because that's when we went to year of lockdown. I mean, it's been here at least since December of 2019. I don't know if you saw that. There was a study in Italy. They found someone had some frozen sample of something or another from a patient that had like flu-like symptoms in December and they tested it. It was COVID. I have seen some conspiracy then, theories floating around that it wasn't no, really no, no, from it's, Wuhan. It's, there was sequence. No, 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 no. It was probably from Wuhan. It's just been out of there since December. Okay. Easily enough since well, December. Like there was a there was a bad flu season here in uh, the U.S. in November and December and hit very early. And they think that could have been COVID. Huh. So there's more of a question. Was there a... Um, non-disclosure by certain governments regarding uh what was going on there quite possibly certain yes but yes but but it's you know by the time you notice that there's a pandemic and everyone goes oh crap it's been around for a while i mean that the there's a, all the conspiracy theory people are 
focusing on the WHO screwing this up and like giving mixed signals and some that, and they're using that to trust any. It's all a con- yeah. The conspiracy thing I've gotten, uh, I, I kind of got tired of like a couple years ago, <laughs> and so the fact that we're just peak peaking it with COVID has yeah. made it worse. But yeah, so you know, we we hit this peak uh, of coronavirus. Now it's going to kind of plateau here for a while. Uh, some of us will eventually get vaccines. I mean, it's still logistically a nightmare, so I'm still waiting to find out when I can get mine. Uh, uh, we're so I'm not, expecting an email. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm expecting one tier. too, but I'm 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 first here. Yeah. So I should be, but I'm but I'm part time at the hospital I work at. I'm not I'm a contract employee, yeah. and so like you, you're not the same. You're yep. you're 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 separate but equal. <laughs> um, and so I know some of my peers are going to get it Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, but we haven't gotten. We haven't gotten the email yet for me or my crew, uh, all the part-time moonlighters who kind of work the odd shifts at the hospital um, about when we're going to get it. But we're trying to make some noise to get that set up. We were supposed to get it. This people were supposed to get it at the hospital this week, and the shipment was. Uh, yeah, no, I got a text from my lab director. Like, uh, hey, do you want the vaccine? I'm like, uh, I didn't know it was a an option. So yes, yes, please. In fact, if anybody else doesn't want theirs, I'll. I'll... Yeah, exactly. No, that's not yeah, how so I'm works. trying to get mine. But, you know, it actually is actually no. So like if you look at like how they ration these things and there's extra doses, then it just goes to other people on the list. And the FDA approved like so a vials has X doses per vial. But the FDA said if there's extra in the vial to make a full dose okay. afterwards, you can use it. So, I mean, so we should probably uh, focus getting more vials. on the vaccine on the basic level for people that have been punched in the head. Oh, yeah. And then. So how does mRNA technology work? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So so I'm going to split this up into three parts. One, I'll talk about how vaccines work generally. Then we'll talk about these mRNA vaccines, which Pfizer and Moderna use the same technology. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the second wave, which is the Janssen vaccine slash J&J, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Janssen's the biopharma part of J&J, okay. which is a slightly different technology, which will be coming out, I think, I January, February will be the approval, and it'll. Sh- but there'll be a lot more doses when it hits the market. Um, so, vaccines. The way to think about it is, it's exactly like training for a fight or rolling to prepare for a tournament. You get your body to practice something so that when it encounters the real thing, it does a better job. And the rule of thumb for all vaccines is that how your body responds to the virus is how it will respond to a vaccine to the virus. So. If you get a hepatitis B or you get measles, mumps, or rubella, you get what's called neutralizing or sterilizing. It means that for the rest of your life, if you encounter that again, you have permanent memory B cells or plasma cells that make antibodies that will immediately find that virus, bind to it, and make it ineffective. Well, it's neutralizing. It's sterilizing. You can't get sick anymore from that after the first time. Kind of. Well, more like more like uh, teabag it north south and and, um, and and make it unable to move. All right, because the antibodies just cover it up and then it dies. Open weight class, you know. Right, north south. So so, but if you remember, you get a flu shot, and for a variety of reasons, part of this is because the flu shot has antigenic mixing, but doesn't always work. But 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 also because of the flu. Um, the another example would be for bacteria, the pneumonia vaccines. You can still get it; it's just less bad. This is also true of the cold. You're about to send your kid to daycare at some point. Um, you're going to experience the joy of getting sick all the time and your kid getting sick all the time for a few years because they're going to bring everything home and you're going to get exposed to a bunch. And then you're going to get less sick. You won't get zero sick. You're not immune to the common cold. You'll start getting less sick too. That is 
the other type of so non-sterilizing predominantly cellular it doesn't mean you don't generate antibodies but the antibodies last month the cells that make the antibodies stick around for months to a year or two and then go away but if you get it you get less sick because your body has built memory to it knows how to respond doesn't need a 14-day ramp up to build the, what's called the adaptive immune response you've already trained it with the vaccine so you get the adaptive immune response on day one the coronavirus or covid is a coronavirus which is a common cold virus so the immunity we're going to get from this vaccine is cellular immunity You'll get some antibodies, but you're not, it's not going to make everyone immune to it. It's going to make it so people don't die anymore. It's going to make it so, not zero, but it's going to make it so it's not nearly as bad if you get infected. It'll probably reduce transmission, although we don't have great data on that yet, but tends, you, know, you have more transmission the sicker you get because you have higher viral loads. So better immune response means less viral load, less transmission, yeah. so on and so forth. So if you kind of put that all together, basically vaccinating everyone gives everyone a severe case of COVID in terms of generating a strong immune response without actually getting sick or having any of the consequences. And then everyone's protected. And if COVID was just like the cold, we wouldn't care about it. We would be doing all these crazy things because it would just make people sick and then they get better. It's the fact that people die. Yeah. So that is how the vaccines generally work. Now, how do vaccines work at a molecular level? They are all cons in the end, produce some form of an antigen, which is what your immune system responds to. That antigen can be a um, tuned down, non-infectious virus, so an attenuated live virus, in the case of chickenpox. That can be a dead virus. That's often what's done. Measles, mumps, and rubella used to be that way. Uh, other versions of chickenpox are that way. Or it can be antigens from the virus that are you know, proteins from the virus or the bacteria that are what your immune system tends to respond to where we're competently make those okay make those in a lab so to speak and to test tubes and shove them into you with other agents to help you get an immune response now that's mercury, old technology right? no, well yes no it's a preservative ethyl mercury not method correct uh, they're yes. different yeah. it's one yeah, it's the one that's not toxic just like sodium metal put into water goes boom, but sodium chloride tastes delicious. Yeah, I mean, half the problem is that people didn't even take high school. They're trying to wax poetic on this Exactly. Shit. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. So how do these new viruses work? So uh, University of Pennsylvania, actually, years ago, some researchers discovered how you could take something called mRNA and modify it so it didn't generate a bad immune response. Yeah, so right. what is mRNA? Basic biology reminds you that your body has DNA, which is your genes. Yeah. That gets converted to RNA or messenger RNA specifically, which is then turned into proteins. Viruses consist of either DNA or RNA with a lipid shell and a few proteins in it that then go into your body, hijack it, and make more of itself. But it's basically genetic code. Now, mRNA normally, foreign mRNA, causes a very massive immune response, and you just get rid of it because you don't want that other P thing's genetic code in your body. It's going to start writing your own body. Well, only if there's a reverse transcriptase. So it can't insert. It will, it'll write whatever it prints out, which can make new virus. Okay. But it can't permanently insert without reverse transcriptase. This is what HIV has, for instance. Coronavirus is not a reverse trans. Is it not a retrovirus? It's a single strand or RNA. R RNA. Virus. Right. But it's not a retrovirus. It means it can't go back into your genome. But, yes, it will print out. The mRNA is like a printer instruction or a 3D printer instruction set that your body prints out the proteins. So... Normally, your body freaks out, and you couldn't do anything with this as a technology. People at Pen University of Pennsylvania discovered out how to chemically modify the RNA so it still works, but doesn't create a massive immune response so that you could do things with it. Well, one of the things you can do with it, and you store it in a lipid that's like a fat particle with some other stuff built in. If you inject that into a person, 
lipid particles with mRNA that'll go into your cells and make something. So one of the things that's easiest to make that became very obvious is that you could make, and remember, it can't replicate itself, right? So it only, you're going to put in the molecules, all those RNAs are going to produce a bunch of proteins, and then they're going to degrade and it goes away. So it's a temporary effect. So you could think about using this to deliver drugs that are proteins, but you have to keep getting shots, which is why it's not super compelling for that technology. You'd want something like gene therapy where you permanently insert something. But for this case, you can put the COVID spike protein or the big part of the protein that causes, causes a big immune response, yeah. aka one of the main antigens of COVID that is also uh, what's used to enter cells. You put that RNA sequence in, your body makes a whole bunch of the antigen to COVID, your body sees that, it thinks there's a foreign thing, because there is, and you generate a massive immune response to it, so you feel like shit for a day or two, and now you're immune to COVID, or you've developed immunity, because you just have that one part of the COVID, nothing else, yeah, the virus. Spike, the little fiddly bits that stick out on all the diagrams. Well, yes, exactly. Know. And now the other cool thing is that there's something called post-translational modification, that RNA to protein, your body does other things to all those proteins. It adds sugars on and fats and other stuff that gets pumped out. Regular vaccines, when we make them with the pure antigen, don't have that because it's very hard to do that in a vat and put it over. Yeah. But in a human body, it will reproduce it perfectly because it's in your body doing it. It does exactly what it normally does or nearly exactly. So you get a better immune response. So that is what the Pfizer vaccine does. That is what the Moderna vaccine does. That is also why they have to be kept cold. RNA is very unstable. That's part of its benefit. That's why it degrades. Yeah. Unlike DNA, that removing that second sugar, DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid. Yeah, RNA stands for ribo. RNA stands for ribonucleic acid. Yeah. It's just miss DNA's missing a, an OH off the sugar. That lacking OH makes it more stable. The extra OH causes something called autohydrolysis, aka it can break itself apart and react with water and fall apart. So I'm RNA this is from not, genetics. So RNA is not stable. So it's a negative 70 perfect. freezer. Not everybody has. Exactly. The Moderna's, I think, is minus 20. It's a little better. But if I remember right, but that's the issue. Yeah. But, and it's two shots. So that's the first vaccine, or first two set. The next yeah. one is Pfizer, or not Pfizer, um, is Janssen's, which is an adenoviral vaccine. So they took a virus, adenovirus, took out its guts, and put in the COVID spike protein, I think. It could be another COVID, don't hold uh -huh. me to, but they put a COVID antigen. And then they're going to infect people with that. Because they took out their guts, it can't itself, so it can't replicate, right? But it'll infect a bunch of cells, produce a whole bunch of antigen, make you immune. And because it's an adenoviral vector, it could be stored at room temperature and only require one dose. The other thing is Janssen's already used this to treat Ebola in the tens of thousands of people in Africa in the last few years. They made an Ebola vaccine. Yeah. Which means we know the platform is, rel is safe, right? It's relatively safe because we have all the data on the platform and you're just switching out the insert. Exactly. That's, that's so, the, seems to be the main concern is like a lot of people that are skeptical and I'm not a vaccine skeptic. I, I have a better idea how this works, but they don't. So these people are like, well, how did they get this approved in, some, in one year when it takes? So we can talk about the changes of the approval process as well. But the good news about the Janssen one, that's the one most people get. Okay. And they also are producing hundreds of millions of them. And they also have been, already set up to do that they didn't have to make they made more manufacturing but not brand new manufacturing because yeah. they could already manufacture it with the ebola insert whereas you so and they i didn't probably have to get the pfizer right we'll probably end up with those because we're in healthcare and we're going to get them before the other ones are out 
But most people, I think, will get the shot in the arm will be the Janssen vaccine. Um, just because stable room temp, much higher manufacturing. So the Janssen one's easy to explain how it gets approved, right? It's just a new inside with the same outside. So I'll put that aside. But how did all these new vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer get out quickly? Well, usually there's A, a line at the FDA. Now there's no line. They combine the phase one, phase two A trials. So they combined early dosing and efficacy pilots. And they did a late, they, they were just one trial, essentially. And then they did a late large cohort all at once where every single center that needed to enroll people throughout the country enrolled them. Other trials were delayed. It went to the front of the line and data was analyzed as it came in by other people. So everything stayed blinded. At every step of the way, the FDA, it said normally it goes, drug company goes, hey, FDA, we did this. Is this good? No, do these extra things. Okay, FDA, we'll go to these extra things. Is this good now? Yeah, but you need to do this next thing. It takes time. This time it's like, FDA, we want to do X. No, you're going to do Y. Okay, FDA, we're doing that now. And then they do it. So it's like, and so you know what the answer will be as long as the data is good. There's no, well, they got rid of the adversarial side of the process and simply say, FDA is like, you need to do A, B, C, and D to get this and it needs to meet these safety standards, but you're going to do it this way. And then they just did it. It's pretty awesome. I mean, everybody's going to be skeptical about how the FDA does it, the sinister men in black and the damn government that's out to give everybody autism. Our, like the that. FDA here is notoriously conservative. Are you familiar with thalidomide? Yes, yes. In fact, that's my I, that's my go-to when I explain how um, we sometimes get it right in this country with regulation, which, you know, fuck up and everything else. But once in a while, the U.S. gets the regulation right, whereas, like, Europe, which was, like, a prothalidomide, you know, you know, kids being born yep. with, like, I don't know, three Missing fingers limbs. and shit. And I totally just did the same thing Trump gets blasted for. Yeah. So, sorry, don't cancel me, but that I was trying to illustrate a point. Anyway, thalidomide, bad. Regulation on this, good. Yeah, so our FDA is very good, um, and it, it's staffed by serious scientific job. Yeah. Um, so that's, people should have faith in that. Oh, Fauci does not take money from pharma. He can't. He's not allowed to. He's a government employee. You can look up exactly what he makes every year on the interwebs. Yeah. The and all of his disclosures. Trying to drag Fauci are just the worst. Oh. I mean, he yeah, has no, a history. I feel bad for the guy. And he's been dealing oh, with I feel bad since him. HIV, since Reagan. Yes, that's where he, made, that's where he became famous. Oh. Yes. Imagine fighting that battle because this was a different country back then, man. I remember oh, yeah. there. Uh, this is I'm, I've mentioned this before, but it was like on MTV. It was like the, the Sebastian Bach, the lead singer of Skid Row, wearing a shirt that said "AIDS kills FAGs dead." That I mean, whoa! That no, yes. But in the eighties, yeah. it was like whatever. Okay, man. Well, so. so all of the vaccines and all this technology we have now to do all this cool science was bait. Is all you can find a lot of its roots and all the research we did on HIV. Yeah. I'm so sure. th the ability for us to take RNA and convert it to cDNA in a test tube with reverse transcriptases and do all these things was all massively improved and made easier through all the work that was done on HIV. And a huge slice of so that the lessons learned can on get HIV credited to, to Tony Fauci for simply pushing the case at the executive level. Well, and he's, yes, and he also has tons of research experience. Like, this guy is published quite highly and cited quite highly and still has a lab. So, Pacific yes, so that's how the vaccines work. Um, no one should expect to be permanently immune, but that's not the point. Also, if everyone's already had it once, um, then the kids aren't super sick with it. It'll just then become part of our society. Kids will get minor versions of COVID and everyone will have immunity, you know, cellular memory thereon. It'll become what's called endemic okay. versus an epidemic. Not to derail you, kids and the vaccine. Um, not approved yet. 
yeah, 16 and, and up. That's going to take a while. So, yes uh, and no. So they'll probably move, you know, they'll move down the age bracket and keep doing trials. But there wasn't a compelling reason to get it in kids to start. Yeah. Well, right? but that that's my thing. It's like if two parents get vaccinated, maybe their kid, but they have like, let's say they have a toddler. What would be the risk level, assuming the majority of the country has? Toddlers more likely to die in a swimming pool. I mean, there's, they're estimating there's supposed to be, my wife did the math for a post that she made, and it's like supposed to be 300 deaths in a year for children from COVID, like under the age of 10 or 11. It's 300 yeah, is what's the estimate. Bad at all. I mean, it, that's, that's just 300 more than we shooting, want. You know, I mean. <laughs> it's 300 more than we want, but it, yeah. but, but it's, it's, it's small, right? So that's important to realize is that, like, it doesn't kill kids. And there can be long-term symptoms, but it's also probably because kids are bathed in coronaviruses and have cross-reactive. So, well, but we've know that we know that blood from the 2018 samples from 2018 frozen samples, half of them cross-react and have cellular immunity to COVID, mostly in the spike protein and some of the envelope so, because you have cross-reactivity to other coronaviruses. I mean, I personally very invested in figuring out what level of threat is my two-year-old. Because I mean, they they want me to work more hours at the lab just because you know. Of all this shit, like everything's on fire. I work at the hospital once to twice a week, and I have a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and I've never been working. That's I mean, good. the net the, the net added risk to them is minuscule compared to the fact that I let my kid play outside and he could get run over by a car. And, like, and you like, kind of like, have to keep that perspective. People are very bad. Right. At it's very hard. Effect. People are very bad at doing risk, but you have to go, is this decision I'm making actually significantly changing the risk? They could die of COVID. It would be terrible. Yeah. But I went... Alter, I wouldn't have altered my decision because they could die of anything. I still, I drive him to school. The drive to school is more risky to his life for my son than COVID. So the risk of keeping them preserved and away from other people and like mental health and the suicides we're seeing in high school and everything is more than the risk of COVID. Just as a, a complete sidetrack aside, that would be rad to get the, the data and create a dashboard, like a national dashboard of risks by likelihood for whatever oh, you can get you can, you can get a bunch of them you can get these risk tables like causes of death risk.com or risk dot whatever and then that would be interesting bam. to get like to get people to understand this yeah number one i mean risk. A, don't leave your fucking so number one risk yeah suicide's up 50 percent in this grade. i just saw a paper and that that's where a lot of these people have uh, some merit to their argument against lockdown because you know i'm for us introverts i mean i'm not speaking for you but me I, yeah oh, i'm an introvert fuck people uh yeah i'm i'm okay with this i mean i wouldn't be except i miss restaurants just but that's just because i hate cleaning up after but other than that i yeah i'm i'm cool this i miss great. a few things i could do my face hurts yeah and 95s fucking suck oh yeah i put on a duck bill the other uh just because we, we wear a surgical I, man. yeah like, yeah so so yeah so do i but i have to wear an n95 under it now and i can't i can only fit one type of n95 i fit the small blue one no. which basically sucks onto my face like you know alien face hugger yeah and it hurts yeah. and you know and i take it off when i go to the workroom and just put my surgical mask on on you know but it hurts yeah. it's not fun yeah. um you know I mean, I've almost certainly had COVID. The vaccine is going to be a benefit, Double Benny. I've almost certainly been exposed, just didn't react. I keep suspecting I got it. Uh, everyone of the adult age in my family uh, works in healthcare. So, um, yeah, and we got the odds are low, yeah. walloped by fucking... So, uh, it was the end of February, which would have been early for this, but man, I've never had a, a flu like this. And yeah, it's quite possible. I just don't... So I'm on low-level immunosuppressants because I have ulcerative colitis, so I ah. don't, like, get a fever. So, so yeah. I probably just... 
honey badgered, <laughs> which like all my colleagues have. Well, I mean, better to have it, get over it, not die. Yeah, exactly. You just rather have a vaccine so you don't have to, you know, pay the price. Unlike the, the White House security um, guy in charge of security at the White House lost his fucking part of his leg and a foot. And now there there's a GoFundMe for him because of health insurance. Yeah, no, I just... Giuliani, is he out of the hospital yet? Oh, I think he's probably fine. He was getting um getting those uh, baby stem cell antibodies. treatment. Yeah, antibodies. That shit. Well, the antibodies from Regeneron are quite good. I mean, yeah. that's a really that's a good that's a good approach. I th- I think it's emergency youth authorization now, but it's hard to get. Hey, uh, okay, another sidetrack because uh, I guess yes. I'm in the mood. For- so this this um, I guess it's public now. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm donating stem cells to some guy, right. an anonymous person that has AML, uh, whatever army right. mi- military veteran. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the, the since I've been dealing with conspiracies for most of my adult life and how to shut mm-hmm. them down, I can also come up with them when I'm bored. So what are the chances that they're really just taking my stem cells to give to somebody because I have wonderful uh, department funnel them. Uh, that asshole, whoever's getting it's going to be completely irradiated to destroy the regular marrow and have a risk for graft-first hosts. So no one wants to do that. Okay. Even right. with a ten point, ma- even with a ten point match. I mean, I'm not a spring uncle, chicken anymore, so I don't know if they're you know. But my, but my uncle had my uncle, my wife's uh, uncle, had, uh, a ten point match for AML, which is the best you can get, right? Yeah. Had graft-first hosts anyway, and eventually died of Damn. complications. But a decade later, so it's got, you got him ten years. Oh shit! Okay, right, which is That's great, fair. right? But but he still had graft versus host, okay? Because it's still not perfect. So like, you don't do a bone marrow transplant unless you got to do. Well, this dude, hopefully, I mean, and if they're gonna do something conspiracy wise, they would just take you know super soldier over there and take his own marrow out, crisper in whatever genes they want into his own marrow and shove it back in. Which, by the way, is how they're gonna kill cure sickles. Hey, they're that's doing cool. it now. I'm tired of dealing with. Take that Take sickle work. cell patients out. Take their blood out. Or take their marrow out, fix the gene, put it back in. It's just the the S, right? The fuck. Yep. Hi, uh, Point mutation change, fix it, give it back to them. Guess what? They'll be fine. Yeah, but they're not going to be as resistant that's to a, malaria, right? Because that's where it comes that from. That is true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. This, this is like my number one heter- factoid. Heterozygotes are resistant to malaria, which is why it achieved a Harvey uh, Weinberg equilibrium, I believe. thought you were going in a different it? direction. With not, not Weinstein. <laughs> Weinberg. Other <laughs> Jew fiddling well um, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah no, so it, that so it achieved otherwise it would just select itself out and people there would yeah. same with beta thalassemia and alpha thalassemia. it sucks when i when i i'm looking at the cells and i'm like oh fuck that's a sickle and then yeah you know, like so example like hemophiliacs right like hemophiliacs are a mutation but it tends to be a recurrent mutation uh that just spontaneously arises outside of the british family which is a bunch of inbred people yeah. which is how it maintains itself but the, you have to have that inbreeding self-selection pressure to get it because otherwise hemophilia, you know, kills itself. Yeah, that's just especially true. before Mendelian medicine. inheritance. It's right, not. right, right. Exactly. But but sickle cell because the heterozygote has a survival advantage. I think we've lost some people, dude. Just sickle cell sucks, and you don't want to get it. Right, but it exists because people with it. one copy of the gene have a survival advantage. If any copies of the gene just made you dead, it would eventually, especially dead before reproduction. It would extinguish itself. It'd be cool if they could fucking white man. That that is. I know Bill Gates is. They're trying to mess with mosquitoes. They're not trying to mess with the mosquito. Number one killer. Number one thing. Speaking of risks and stuff to effective altruism, I think that's mosquitoes and malaria is the number one thing yep. you can do to save lives. The most efficient use of resources or time or whatever you want people's lives. So yeah, that's Peter and clean water. Yeah, and cleaner water. Cleaner water. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you, yeah, no. If you're not trying to virtue signal, just try and send somebody some fucking mis- Africa. That is absolutely true. There's a lot of good data on that. Cool. So what else is happening in COVID land? Um, oh, so 
we're having shortages of pipette tips, you know, what you see on CSI <laughs> and uh, plates for cell culture because oh, they're made out of poly- because they're made out of polypropylene and polypropylene goes into surgical masks. Fuck. We, we and we're having a shortage of gloves. Them, but... I can't get medium nitro gloves until March. Oh, fuck. So are you just I have to do... use large gloves. Oh, yeah, no, or I, vinyl I... gloves. Oh, vinyl. Not lace. See, I have though, small right? I have small hands which are useful as a, as a scientist yeah. and, you know, as a doctor, yeah, I use medium gloves too. Trying to yeah. brag, inside. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You hoard your medium gloves. Take a box, hide them now. I actually bought first, some uh, at the like early like February, right? I, I bought a couple, yeah, and I bought them in black because, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I burn, I burn through gloves. Oh lab, no, I'm, I'm right? a glove. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, it's, it feels a little wet. So that's what you're supposed to do. I know, but, but yeah. uh, now I feel bad. Yeah, we're all joking. It's going to be back to no glove days and mouth pipetting here soon. Fuck that. <laughs> See, you, at least you don't have the problem on the floor. Where, so patients, when they talk to you or when they can't hear you, pull down their mask. When they can't hear you, they pull down their mask. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can almost... It's a human thing. It makes sense. It's like this instant. I've caught myself doing it, too. No, no. I turn down the radio the when hospital. I'm trying to see where I'm going in the car. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all these weird things. Right. But uh, you have the Rona... Keep your mask on. It's like that motherfucker in Walmart that I have not stopped talking about because I never go to Walmart. I haven't really been except for like two or three times since this whole thing. The one time I go in there thinking I'm ducking, duck out, just everything's be fine. It's just going to be okay. Everyone, whatever people got the hint. Walk past the electronics section, dude pulled down his mask to sneeze. Could have just, yeah. And then sneezed. Yeah, you just sneeze in your mask. It's a little shark like, but just take it. Yeah, I, and I was like this close. To just, I hit the Twitch button literally because we're on Twitch now. So hit the t- Twitch button and like live streaming my, you know, confrontation of the nice. guy. Hey, everybody, look, I'm here on uh, live on Twitch. This is the world's biggest fucking asshole. So um, yeah. Oh, so our favorite one at work was uh, at the hospital as someone not not to me. This is one of our teammates. He was COVID positive and was admitted and said, "How do I tell my family I'm COVID positive? We all think it's a hoax." Question posed by patient to physician staff. Well, that's that's tricky because the dark part of me, the one that you know lines up with the dark triad of psychological characteristics, is like you tell them very close and intimate hug. But that you know that is not the right answer. The, the I services... think the answer is we can't help you. It's not a hoax, sir. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they said. I don't know what I don't know how to help you. Fast, whisper it directly to their mute. Yeah, I mean, it's just like but like not the yeah. ones that think it's real. So leave them alone. They won't yeah, understand so... you. So are you guys in a lockdown in Texas? You're not in lockdown in Texas. It's fucking Texas. Texas. No, it's not a lockdown. We're out of... No, everyone's moving there. So they shut down all the gyms and indoor dining for three weeks again, uh, basically until January 4th, so getting through the holidays. No, I think these people are out here having success. I mean, I live in Austin, so... Yeah, is that where Joe Rogan is now, or is he yeah, in Houston? Yeah, Joe Ro- Literally right next to... I mean, right probably down the street. I don't know exactly where, but uh, Elon Musk apparently bought a house close to my neighborhood. So... Nice. Uh, I mean, it's probably your neighborhood than my house, but uh, yeah. So, and then the like yeah. the, the Cybertruck factory is coming in. Uh, and I don't know where Joe Rogan bought a house. I think it's on Lake Austin. So, yeah, everybody's moving here. And, yeah, they're they're like, hey, and you, you have should, Ben uh, Shapiro too, right? Oh Shapiro, fuck that! No, is he in Houston? No. Oh, well, okay. Houston's fine. Houston's a- no. I don't know. I know he's in Texas. He moved. Well, okay. Hopefully, it's Houston because. Um, we already have Alex Jones. I don't need some l- other smarmy little twerp out here. Yeah, okay. but I'd rather have Shapiro than Jones. Again, uh, Alex Jones listener, if you're out there, if you're an Alex Jones fan, please help me get the word out. I want to fight Alex Jones. Like, one-on-one, <laughs> uh, unified MMA rules. Um, <laughs> I, it would, I know I should feel bad I'll, because... I'll rep that. 
I'll ref that. It for would you. be like beating on a sack filled with Christmas ham in January, but I would well, you, fucking but you know, love it. But you know, but you know the north. What if there's that north south? Oh no! <laughs> that plus the ham idea in my head is just the ugh. God, I need to wash out my. You're brain. gonna have to work your. You're gonna have to work your takedown defense. Uh, no, no. Honestly, I make think sure I, doesn't I would just you like out. walk around a little bit and make him walk toward get winded, and then I'll just on the fucking head. You know, that's my strategy, yeah, uh, Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now you know. I just but, really yeah, but yeah, punch no. Punch. Everyone's moving to Texas. It's crazy. It's it's good for my real estate because I mean, bought a house last year and it's already worth twenty thousand dollars more. Uh, so there you go. Cool. Yeah, everyone's moving out of New York into our area, so our house prices are through the roof too. Yeah, because, I mean, your guys are close enough to go there if when everything settles down and you want to be cool, but then you don't have to. So. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, everyone's moving in the, the burbs now, which is, oh, like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm on the job market now because, you know, my postdoc is about done and, like, there's remote opportunities that never would have existed before. Yeah. Well, that's fucking so fantastic. It, it, it is great. It's just going to change everything rural america is going to change uh and i I don't think it's my idea i'm pretty sure it was andrew yang's idea but uh the rural america is just either it's going to change to people with more money whereas now it's kind of you're living there because yeah i agree oh here's my derail why is andrew yang not secretary of labor Ooh, no shit that got have they called secretary of labor yet has that one been called I don't think so. I know. I think they've done it. Well, uh, commerce. Buddha judge is transportation. Which, okay. But Yang, Yang needs to be labor. Yeah. No, Yang is absolutely needs to be labor. He's the only one that's been talking about this for like a decade and like, like yeah. seeing what's coming because like his big thing yeah, yeah. is. He just needs to be secretary of labor. The trucking industry is going to be wiped out. I hate using the word decimated mean what everybody thinks it means. So it's just going to be fucking crushed. Uh, automatic. Isn't it decimated mean like cutting a tenth or something? One out of ten. It was an old Roman practice. Your soldiers were paying attention. Your straws and one out of ten. Sorry, buddy. So. Right. I mean, you would know that if you know what the word decim means. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's true. Okay. Too. Yeah, what I other can't. what other Corona stuff? So we're having a spike. Yeah. Oh, prediction: next summer will mostly be normal. Oh, I'm going to go on the record here too. Next summer will be mostly normal because this summer was not normal, but not that far off. Especially if you're outdoors and doing stuff. Next summer will be almost back to normal. Next fall will be back to normal. That's very good because we had for like a year planned this summer or this this uh this halloween this past halloween which was on a saturday which was on uh, a full moon it was the lineup we had a trip to salem salem massachusetts for like just because i mean my wife's a, a big like nerd about like, harry potter and witches shit like that she thinks it's hilarious and so she's never been there it was like a bucket list goal and so so you we, need to also check out philadelphia so every year at halloween except this year or sometime around there, Philadelphia, we, one of the regional rails, it goes to uh, a, a suburb that like decks itself out as Hogwarts. Oh, that's like, awesome. Like decorates itself. You take the train nine and three quarters over and everyone's like all kitted out. I haven't done it myself, but it's a thing. That's cool. I mean, I, I'm not a big Potterhead. I totally- yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I enjoy the movies and the books, but, but it's like a thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll tell her about it. Yeah, there's like some... I just like Google Philadelphia Harry Potter Festival thing and it'll, it'll show up. Potter I forget this. I yeah. forget. Yeah, I forget. I forget what it is. Yeah, but uh, that's there. Yeah. Uh, other. So those are my big predictions. Um, I'm gonna check the other uh, chat. Yes, yeah, if anyone. Uh, I didn't any pop up, but I'm not over. I know Derek had a question. Derek, D, not our lawyer, but a lawyer in ours. He's now. Yep. Uh, just wanted to make sure we asked. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Can you ask Jason about whether or not this vaccine is ru- Okay, we, we covered it. Whether this vaccine is rushed and why people who say it is are stupid and dummy. Yeah. I, mean, I love the way. I mean, 
it wasn't rushed. It was expedited, right? Like they did all the safety and efficacy. And we already had you would usually research that was done on I mean general generic coronaviruses, and they they've been working on this shit for a while. And then right, a lot of this stuff got switched from SARS over to SARS two, aka COVID nineteen. Um, other big things that happened is like. We don't know how long, you know, normally with a vaccine, you'd wait a year or two and follow people after a year or two. Yeah. And not, that's not going to affect mostly the safety, but it could affect, you know, long-term efficacy. We can't tell you how many years you have a level of immunity for, yeah. but that's not what we're going for. We yeah. understand how the immune system works well enough to know we want everyone's body to get a trial run of this, get yeah. it out there. Whatever it is, this is way better than getting the virus, so do it. Yeah, get a sparring match, a virus simula- right. simulation. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's going to be better for you, so do that. Right, so that that's where we're at. Um, and there's some allergic reactions to the virus. That's going to happen. Uh, I mean, that's why they're giving it in hospitals and you get an EpiPen. Yeah, people have allergic reactions to all kinds of all through yep. their lives. You're, yep. you're not guaranteed to go through life without being allergic to just some random fucking shitty environment. Or, yeah, exactly. So severe allergic reactions are a thing, but you take an EpiPen and call it a day. Like, I had an allergic reaction to a fucking can of Monster uh, back when I was super heavy. And yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Um, it could have been anything in the arm, but that's the only thing I didn't look at. I was, like, downing it and... um. Yeah, I just I broke out. I drove myself, popped a Benadryl because I was like, oh shit. And then drove to the hospital. They're like, hey, what's wrong? It's like, well, I'm having a little trouble breathing. And then they're like, flip the fuck out because shortness. Yeah, How'd that epi feel? Um, I, I don't actually. I mean, I remember laying in bed and you know the pulse ox and all. Did they stab you with anything and a muscle? That was probably. I don't think it was. A, I think it was just. A, I don't think it was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, epipens are for people at home. In hospitals, we just take a syringe, fill it with epinephrine, and stab you with it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It had to be that because my um my pulse was racing after, and it felt great. Yeah. I wish I had more. We I we I was doing a code one time, uh, and someone had just passed out. Apparently, peanuts were near them at the hospital, and they didn't have an epi auto injector anywhere nearby. So we drew up a pen of epi, yeah, point three milligrams, and shoved it in their thigh. I mean, that's that's good shit, right? I mean, and uh, you know what? If you have a cardiac arrest, the same epi at a different dose was in an IV. So what you're saying is everyone should pre workout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I have Epi at my house, but <laughs> not in pen form. I'm just stave on pre workout. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I oh, I have it because <laughs> because I take a medication. They require me to keep it just, at my house, even though I've never been allergic. So I just the, store Epi. The nasty bypass. Oh, yeah. so. Anyway, um, oh, I, all the biohacking you guys do. Uh, you know, just remember the on, the only thing supplement been proven to reduce mortality, all cause mortality, is coffee. And. Right here, buddy. Um, that's um, it's, all cause mortality. It's almost nine o'clock best at metric. night. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. Be- best metric you can have is something that reduces all cause mortality. We don't two to four cups of coffee a day. That's I mean. So yeah. tell your adenosine to go take a hike. No, I mean I'm not. I I am not the Joe Rogan dude. I mean I'll, I'll take creatine because that has an effect. Yeah, I mean it, it does. And branched chain amino acids, just you know. Uh, that, that helps you a bit of a little workout and protein. And that's uh, vitamin D supplements because you know, we fucking suck. Vitamin D is the other supplement. You can read my review on that. Yeah. So I have, I have a horror. I wrote a, I have a peer reviewed review on vitamin D as an amino modular. You should do like a, um, <laughs> like, like an X, just the, the, the shortest, dumbest version. If you can dumb down your article, like all the way oh, down sure. to, to like microwave pizza instructions level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, we could throw that on there and be like, yes. Yeah. We could, I can write something up on vitamin D because the guys. vitamin D thing has come up a lot with regards to COVID and yeah. there's the correlation with causation. Yeah. And, well, and so, so it, it's the quick answer and I'll put something together is vitamin D is important for a healthy immune system. So too little can make you hyperactive immune system. 
or have a hypoactive. So you can have autoimmune problems with too low vitamin or a weak immune system with too low vitamin. Either and way, both of those true. are bad for COVID. Yes. Because the cytokine storms would thus be more likely from hyperactivity. And the, uh, you know, bad virus outcomes are bad from low immunity. Exactly. So, and basically we don't get enough vitamin D anymore. But people are saying that if you if vitamin D is what will cure, you just take vitamin D. That's, that's not No, it, it just will prevent you from getting that. Yeah, You're no, just not healthy so, yeah, already. I can go over that. Yeah. Right. You're predisposed to being less well off. But yeah, I guess with that, um, my plug that I'll put out is I'm actually start. I get to be the co-host of a new podcast called the Immunology Podcast. All right. For a company called Stem Cell. So Stem Cell is a big vendor of stem cell products. So things to culture stem cells for scientists. So the media and the special plates and everything else. And they also do a lot of kits that you can let you purify immune cells. So they're mostly an R&D company, but they do a lot of science education. And they have a very popular stem cell podcast, and we're creating the uh, sibling podcast called the Immunology Podcast that'll drop in late January. And All so right. I'll let you guys know. But it's interviewing scientists around yeah. the country, on world, actually, on immunology. Link to so that. Me and uh, a, a postdoc named Brenda Raab, who's from the Netherlands, will be hosting that. And you guys can hear me in other, you know, or all podcasts are available. In people a bit. with a little so bit more chops and you know credentials and stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be targeted to the generic scientists, so you'd be fine. Because we review a couple articles, talk to scientists. If you know when, if we you know discuss, you know if if that doesn't appeal, that wouldn't be great. It's kind of like how uh, you know Planet Money appeals to people interested in economics who can follow, but, but one step past that. So a yeah. little more detailed than like you know you know Radio Lab would be, but not not in. It's meant for non-immunologist scientists. Which is good because God damn, do we, stuff that reaches out to yeah. There's for one, there's just so much shit you need to know pretty well to be a competent adult in the world today. Yeah. And there's the only so much time to do that. And combine that with the fact that people don't trust experts as it is. They're skeptical about that. So yeah, it's a perfect story. And it's complicated. I mean, immunology is super, it's, it's a ridiculous. Oh yeah. I, complicated I thought those classes. <laughs> I, I <laughs> still have my textbook. It's like right there. And so. is it Janeway? Do you have Janeway's uh, immunology? Yeah, far because yeah, but it's yeah. It's, it's, uh, no, that's, I, it doesn't matter. I, I, I could go dig it up. So that's then. one of my two, that's one of my two shelves of nonfiction behind me. That's actually the non-science shelf. The little black that you can see, see the over there is the edge of my scientific shelf. Okay. And then I have a thousand plus fiction books upstairs. In it. <laughs> our, our, our bedroom, our master bedroom has some dumb sitting room because they got lazy with the design in the 80s. And it just has this like, it should be part of another bedroom that's adjacent to it. And it's not, it's just this carved out thing. So we lined it with bookshelves. That, that's awesome. And then, and, then, and then we used a little app to scan all the barcodes as we unloaded them for the boxes when we moved in. <laughs> and so I have the full library and we're up to something like almost 2,000 books. Oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I have... I, I try and keep books, but I, I've gone the the route of the Kindle, and um, I'll, we I'm have. Not, I'm not counting our Kindle books. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I actually most of my Kindle books are academic, or uh, or stuff from like um like Davis Buss, evolutionary psychology, or Jeffrey Miller shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that way I, I can I can actually control F for something that I'm looking. For. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good advantage. I mean, I guess I most of my reading is papers, which are all not printed. I mean, I wish I could control Although, that. That cardboard box behind me is like a copy of one of my review articles that's just a pile of, you know, they give you a whole bunch of prints. Yeah. That's the last time they ever did that. That's over now. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I It's pretty and a, nice. 
Submitted a paper to the, uh, the Journal of Controversy. Thanks. It, it wasn't that. Why eugenics isn't so bad. But no. No, no. Not, yeah. Not they okay. need a journal of unpublished results. Or yeah. uh, of negative results. A journal of negative results. They, would absolutely, be very have you good read, um, the Stuart Ritchie has a book on, uh, I think it's science fiction. Uh, it, that's, uh, and basically he just lists how fucked up the whole process from the inside and why things are failing. And he goes into all the failures of it. I mean, even though well, it's still so, their system. I like to put it this way. So I will, I, you know, as I said, I'm hunting for a job now. Once <laughs> I have my job and I'm there, I will, I can disclose all types of fun that's been going on recently in my right. life. Because let's just say 20, 2020 has been extra special to Jason. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll make that a, a, a let, let's drag science. The next podcast. up, la, la, last update. Well, it's, it's not science that the academic peer review model relatively broken. Eric Weinstein or <laughs> of the Weinstein brothers. Yes. Explains very well the problems. He has some fair points and he mixes them in. Uh, haphazardly with some baddie shit sometimes. So, I sometimes, mean, but his issue of the labor market and the peer review incentives. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and the growth models in academia are true. Yeah. I mean, personally, he just annoys me because he's always trying to coin a new term for fucking everything. He's always trying to put a stamp on something. He's got like, I mean, yeah. he's responsible for the intellectual dark web. That was his. Um, and then his, the, the disc distributed something intellectual suppression complex is basically, oh, and that might be yeah. what you're kind of getting at is like the problems in academia with some stuff that should be going through, but it gets squashed. So yeah, I mean, there's all, there's all types of systemic, there's all types of systemic with the system. I don't think we have a necessary, I think there's ways to get a better one on yeah. the edges, but some of it's, you know, sometimes the best system still sucks. It's just better than all the rest. Yes, that's but the takeaway there, from all you that don't deal with this at all, that once go to Google Scholar and, you know, I mean, that's still a step above everybody else, but yeah, there, it's still better than what it could be, just making shit up. Yeah, there's just systemic problems in, in it that have gone on for about 30 years now. I was hoping to escape them, but, or, you know, overcome them, but, you know, then uh, life decided to shoot me in the face. This past year, which is... Oh, no, the, yeah, the, the, it was this year. Like, like, I was supposed to go on the faculty market, uh, COVID kind of, you know, took that out back, uh, shot it, hey. put it in the pit, burned it, and then buried it some more. Well, I mean, throw up some applications to UT that will just get everyone down here, yeah. you know? See if yeah, that, exactly. that comes up.